Arizona sports. The local sports leader. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. Matt Starks. Matt Starks. Maximum Maximum Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Please welcome, from the University of Florida, tackle Max Starks. Now we got one more segment here with Max Starks, Maximum Football. We're going to make this count, Wolf. This is it. This is our last segment with Max until next week. I know. So we don't really, I mean, not really that much of, pressure. Yeah. It's kind of a donner. It is. But you know what? We'll get uh, We'll get better because we got uh, got some good Suns news after this. Oh, yeah, that is good. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, fine. you guys will be fine. Yeah, we can right. talk Cam Johnson. We'll forget all about Max in like 15 Yeah, we'll minutes. forget all about Max. Yeah, there's Roll taller guys right out there. Roll right off the back. <laughs> taller guys yeah. out there. There's not many taller guys out there. Uh, Max, okay, we haven't really gotten to get into the crux of the Monty Austin Fort press conference yesterday with you. And one of the first things he said, you know, he thanked some people, and then he, he said this. This was this was something that he had prepared. This was before he took any questions. This was a very clear message that obviously came from him. I wonder how much of it came from the organization as well. Either way, they seem to be in lockstep on this. We're going to focus on a completely unified message across the general manager, the head coach, and ownership to what exactly we want to be as a football organization. We're going to institute a thorough and exhaustive scouting process. We are going to turn over every stone to find the right players for this team. We are not just collecting talent. We're going to build a team. We're going to look for the right type of players. Ego will not be tolerated in this organization. We are going to look for focused, driven, and people that are willing to put the team first at every step of the way. All right, and then he elaborated on the, the whole ego not being tolerated thing. Well, there's, there's one goal here. It's to win. Okay? There's, there's no putting personal interests in front of the team. Um, I, was, I was told once the definition of mental toughness is putting the team in front of something that maybe would have been better personally for me. So that, to me, is the type of players that we're looking for. Um, in, in regards to your question about the number of unrestricted free agency, that's absolutely a, a, a process that we have to get going. Uh, I've, I've started my process of evaluating the roster. I need to do more, and that's something that is, is a priority for me. And we will continue to do that. And I think between unrestricted free agency and the draft and trades and roster cutdown, there are numerous ways for us to build this roster, and we are going to investigate every single possible one of those with unrestricted free agency being one of those. So, Max, before we get into any of the details of that, just what was your initial reaction when you heard that original message? Shots fired. Shot fired. Everybody (laughs) duck. Shots fired. (laughs) Everybody remain calm. (laughs) This is not a drill. This is not a drill. It's go time. (laughs) No. uh, You're cracking yourself up, Max. I know. I I am. old school of cracking yourself up. I know. Um... I think that's really what it came down to. This this was this was the accountability check. When you talk about accountability, <laughs> boom. This is this is this is stating it and it goes from the top all the way to the bottom. And I think that is something when you talk about one band, one sound, one team, one message. 
The same goes across the board. Like, listen, whoever the head coach is, me and him got the same message that's going to be relayed to the scouts, and we're going to turn over every stone. We are going to look at every possible scenario. We're going to play this game out. We're going to play war games. <laughs> what is every single possible outcome that can happen based off of these decisions? And guys are going to get some sleepless nights because you can hear that energy in Monty Awesome Ford, and you know that – he wants to know why it's this way, yeah. you know, because I'm sure because for him, he has a standard, right? This is that New England Belichickian type of approach. Yes, like no, hey, hey, listen, if we if we have to go in and clean house and start building this thing from the ground up again to get the right guys here, guess what? That's what you hired me for because it has to apply to everybody inside that line. Yeah, everybody. And, and that is a stark difference from hiring from within the organization. Yes. That is one of the stark differences right here. Every guy, and he has the energy, right? He's he's a 43-year-old, you know, that's coming into this. He's a younger dude. And this is his shot. And he knows he's not going to let this opportunity pass. So he wants to make sure he gets it right and that he invokes the faith of not only the owners, but the fans and the people that have, put, that, that have allowed him to be in charge. And he's going to get those guys in there that also believe the same message as him. Yes. So if you're not in coordination, get off the tracks before you get ran over. Yeah, you know, for me, I liked where he said personal interests. We're not going to you need to define personal interests when he says that. What do you think he meant by personal interests? There's no putting personal interests in front of the team. You need to define personal interests because for yeah. me, it's not motivation. He's not talking about motivation. He's talking about um, fitting within the the team concept. In other words, I want guys to be personally interested in doing the best job they par- possibly can. I used to that's love not what he means. I love that's, that, that, that's exactly right. This is why <laughs> yeah. I'm making the clarification. I used to yeah. love it. You were a mercenary in the National Football League. I was a mercenary in the National Football League. I love that. I was going to go and I was going to play for my family. I was going to go and play for my God. I was going to go out and play because of that. I was going to do all of that and it was going to be me against the world. And I, I want guys who feel that way. Except when it comes to saying, well, schematically, <laughs> I don't want to do that. Schematically, I don't want to run that play. Or I don't like that personnel grouping. Or to me, that's what I think he's talking about. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, the personal interest is truly, truly, if you're doing something for a self-serving purpose that does not benefit the team, it benefits yourself. That is what personal interest is, and that's the way I believe him to mean that. If you're doing something just because you might feel uncomfortable, but it can help the team, and you choose yourself over the team. Right. No. I don't care if you enjoy going under shotgun. If you if you love shotgun, you don't want to go under center. This is what percentage wise gives us the best chance to win in this situation. So guess what? You are going to go under center. Bingo. I don't care about personal feelings. And also, we are going to run this route. I don't care if you don't like running this route. There's a yes. run route off of this that I really want to get that concept. You're not number one this time. You're number three. Yeah. You're the decoy. You're the bird. You're duck hunt. I don't care. And then for a guy, hey, I don't like pulling to my right. I don't like pulling to my left. Well, guess what? If you don't want to pull to your left, you're not going to be in here. Yep, <laughs> that's, that's what it what comes it down to. I can only cross dog this way. Well, if you can only cross dog this way, you can go cross dog that way somewhere else. We need somebody that can do it both ways. And can you cover and blitz? I need you to not, not either or. 
I need you to do both. Sometimes you're the blitzer, sometimes you're the cover guy. You can't just be the designated blitz guy because guess what? That gives a key to the opponent. That's right. Can't do it, can't live with it. So I think that's what he means by that. They're not going to come in here with, hey, what's your meal option? A, B, C, or D? No, it's like, no. It's a buffet. As, as a lunch lady scoops it on the plate, you take the tray. That's it. <laughs> Flashbacks to elementary school. I think they're going to have any yes. more fruit breaks. No, that, that was a lot I, of food I, references by Max, too. Now I'm just hungry. Uh, Max, yeah. great stuff, buddy. Thanks again. Thank you, we'll Max. talk to you next week. You're welcome, guys. But see, this is why I do it, because it's wolfing down your lunches right before me, so you should wolf down your lunch. <laughs> That's true. You shouldn't be hungry when I get on the show. Wolfing down your sweet tart. Okay, bye, yes. guys. It was delicious. Sweet. <laughs> one one sweet tart. Uh, <laughs> delivered what I promised, though. Tell Craig I love him. All right, we'll do. Y'all take care, man. Have a great week. All right, you too. That's Max Starks joining us right there as he does every week for Maximum Football. The countdown to Super Bowl 57 has begun. And Bud Light, FanDuel, Arizona Sports want you to be there in person. So text SUPER to 620-620 to register and listen for your name starting February 6th. You can score a pair of tickets to the Super Bowl. Plus, you're going to win tickets to the following events. The FanDuel Party, Bud Light Music Fest, Super Bowl Experience. So again, text SUPER to 620-620. It's all access presented by Bud Light and FanDuel. When we come back, Wolf, guess who's back tomorrow for the Phoenix Suns? We're going to get into that. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right. We got basketball. Wow, look at this. We're going to talk basketball. Kellen Olsen just walked by. I can see Kellen Olsen right there. Just when you talk about Where's the Suns. killer? What is, why, are, why is he not walking in here? He's, he's in right. the doorway. looks like he's doing important work. And then now he's he's walking off to who knows where. Oh, okay. Uh, well, he's, he's sitting around the web flower. I can't hear you. Us? Okay. Well, At all. Somebody's pointing oh, him towards the studio. Right this is amazing. Um, it's like he's well, never you know been in here before. <laughs> there are two shadows that really creep across the studio. Um, I would say when Killer walks into the studio and, of course, Max starts. Oh, look. He's right. here. We're back oh, to back. We just back went from Max. Let me play this clip for everybody. Please this do. is Cam Johnson today. He was asked, how does it feel to be back, Cam? Like I told you before, it puts a lot of things in perspective. Um, just that it's a blessing to have this as my job. Um, I have the group around me that I do to help me get back to where I need to be. And I can't tell you how excited I am to get back on the floor. <laughs> I just see you out there, Cam. I've talked to like 19 basketball people in three hours. <laughs> Arizona Sports, our son's mega mind, Kellen Olsen, joining Wolf and Luke to talk about the Phoenix Suns now. Now, Kellen walks in, we play this intro, it's like our son's mega mind. You, know, my, you know what my intro is on this show? Jared what? Carlin being t- saying something about how you're <laughs> overusing the word great if you yeah. call Luke Lipinski great. That's called branding right there. It's, it's great. Branding. It's well done, Killer. What's going on, Kellen? How you doing, man? Hey! Isn't this Good exciting? to see you guys. I was just popping in to say hi to Aaron, and Aaron was like, do you want to go in there? I was like, yeah, all right, sure. Boy, <laughs> like right now, and you guys are on the air, and I'm like, all right. Sure. We have a lot of questions. For yeah, Hi. Killer. I'm ready. <laughs> Welcome to the interrogation. What's up? going to go first? I'm still trying to like wake up. I, I'm trying to figure it out. It was one to two months, and it was one month, and then two months for Cam Johnson, and then there were days <laughs> that were added to it right now. Is Cam ready to go? Is he ready to go? Do you feel confident that Cam Johnson is ready to walk out there and pick up right where he left off? Not necessarily to that extent, Wolf, just because minutes restrictions and all that kind of stuff stuff right but yeah uh, this has been overdue for this team you mentioned the timeline that we had that was reported uh, by Brian Windhorst at one to two months and 
think it's been an extra two weeks, I want to say. Yep. So something, something around there. But he's been... It, I asked him this today. It's got to be frustrating when you're wolf you would know through like rehabs that you've had where your body feels ready but the doctors are like well we're just waiting to check this one more box and it felt like he was just waiting for that final box or two for the last two or three weeks because I was in my usual spots two three hours before a game seeing him run up and down and, and do all this kind of stuff where physically he's ready to go but he's it, it, it must feel that way for him but the medical staff and everything are making sure cross their T's dot their I's and especially so uh, they, they always do this but especially with what's happened recently with Devin Booker and campaign both re injuring themselves this season, so you want to be more safe than sorry, to say the least. Wolf threw out this question earlier in the show before this news had officially broken, and uh, and he was like, you know, if you could have one of these guys back first, Devin Booker, Cam Johnson, Chris Paul, who would it be? And then I laughed at him for a while, because like, Devin Booker is obviously the most important player, but when I actually answered, my answer was Cam Johnson, as was his, because Cam Johnson is still, it's not like he's learning how to play a different position, but he's stepping in as a starter this season. He wasn't that before, and he's played, what, seven and a half games this year, eight games. So how important is it to get him back, not just because the team needs to win some games here, but for Cam specifically in, in a in a newish role? It's it's gigantic. His return especially has been the one because, I mean, I, you can go across any sport, and if you take two of your three most important players at a specific position, you're going to be in a really tough position. If you're talking about your two best left wingers in hockey, now your third liners and fourth liners are stepping up, you're calling up some guys from Tucson. I like that, it when you come to make hockey references. Sure. It makes me feel at home. When we're talking about football, Wolf, if you're down your first two starting corners or because two of your three best corners. You couldn't and- understand it if unless I talk in your language. Okay, good. This is why we didn't call it in. I'm just trying to like Broad, don't break the guests this early. We have more we have to ask him. It's not no. like the Cardinals dealt with injuries this year because oh, I have to bring up no. all these examples and everything. Um, Did you have to bring that back? Oh, I, I mean, my overwhelming brutal. or my overriding point here is that rosters are not designed to have two of their six most important players gone in any sport at all. So you take a third of those guys, one of them being Jay Crowder who hasn't played this year, and one of them being Cam, and when they're at the same position, it's just going to crumble in some sort of way, and what has happened is there's been the injuries at the ball handler position as well. Like If we see Chris Paul back, he, he fully practiced today, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Wow! All right, that is the that Alan is the tagline of good news here. That is the tagline of Monty Williams. We'll see. So you see, practice today. He was getting in work with Cam Johnson, Saban Lee, and Dwayne Washington Jr. After practice, it was good to see. It sounds like you were actually at Suns practice for like the first time in a couple months, as opposed to just being at a practice with guys wearing Suns uniforms. Oh, actually, the Suns practicing out there. Oh, I see. I see what see you the did sarcasm there. Sarcasm, right there. Yeah, sarcasm. that's that's why we get along yeah. so well, and why you want to kick me out after making the football <laughs> analogy. <laughs> Um, it, at ball handlers specifically, if they just get one of those three ball handlers back, it's going to be such a huge relief. To, and, and this is the same kind of thing. Like if they are able to trade Jake Crowder for someone who's going to come into that wing rotation, or if they are able to get Cam Johnson back, you're going to feel that relief a ton. And we're, they're going to feel it tomorrow against a Brooklyn team that is rolling for sure. Uh, but they're without Kevin Durant, so we'll. I, the, I think the Suns have a decent chance to to win that game, and this is when they really have to start to get rolling during this home stand. So, Killer, you, you mentioned Jay Crowder right there, and of course, all the rumors that are out there, and people wonder what's going on with Jay Crowder. Um, the Suns, as we all know, are going to trade Jay Crowder at some point in time. There was speculation out there that maybe he might be involved in a Fred Van Vliet trade. Your thoughts on that, and uh, what you think the Suns would have to trade in order to make that work? It, it does not make sense. For- 
if we waited this, if the Suns waited this long just to trade Jay Crowder for Grayson Allen or Jalen McDaniels or some of these, uh, Rui Hachimura, like it just doesn't make sense if they waited this long to get back a seventh, eighth, ninth guy. Yeah, you have to believe now that could still happen. To be clear, I don't want to like set people's expectations right. too high, but I think essentially what has happened is the Suns have three mid-level contracts. They have Dario Sarge, Landry Shaman, and Jay Crowder. Even if Jay's on an expiring, he is the best player of those three. He is the most valuable trade chip of those three. So if you're looking to make a bigger type of deal, he is the one asset of those three that you want to hold on to for for a time like this where uh, restrictions have been lifted on certain players and you're looking at certain deals where the money gets up there and, and he's the type of asset that could figure into one of those deals. I believe that's why we've been waiting so long. Now, is that kind of deal going to come up in two weeks? I, I don't know. It, I mean, it probably won't. It's really difficult to get that kind of deal done, but ESPN Zach Lowe made a, g- a good point on his podcast a couple weeks ago. And you think about what the Suns are asking for. Like They want a guy who's going to come in here and help them win right now. And they are giving up a guy who wants to come in who's going to come in and help you win right now. So yeah. usually when you, you do trade, it's in hockey or football or any other oh, sport. Now I get it. <laughs> when you do it in any other sport, you can look at it and just see the difficulty because you're asking for a guy, usually in this kind of situation, you're trading Jay Crowder for a protected first-round pick and like, yeah. a, like a, a, a prospect of some sort, right? That's not what the Suns are looking for, and it's made it much more difficult for them to get the trade done. Kellen, I know you were doing actual work, so thanks for coming in here for 10 minutes. <laughs> That's right, Kellen. Kevin Zerman's got to go home, man. He's got a baby to go to and everything. <laughs> Kevin's sitting out there like, why is he in there? I, I, I like begrudgingly told him, like, oh, just wait 10 more minutes before you go home. Okay. Right. Yeah, your, I'll go do my job now. Bye. Love your stuff. Thanks, thanks guys. Yeah. Thank you, dude. Uh, Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. We are talking hockey. The Coyotes snapped their losing streak last night. Can they build off it? We're going to ask the head coach, Andre Turney. He joins us next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. This is the Coyote Coaches Show with Wolf and Luke. All right, Coyotes on home ice. They've been pretty tough to beat there lately. I know they had that three-game losing streak over the last mini homestand, but they got back to the mullet magic wolf. They got a a 4-3 rally shootout win over the Red Wings last night. Joining us on the Arizona Sports Line right now is their head coach, Andre Turney. Bear, thanks for the time. Uh, Let's just, let's go big picture. Just how how much of a relief was it to to get that comeback in the third period and get get back on on the winning side of things? Uh, you know, guys, it's it's pro sports. It's tough to to end a, a losing streak, and when you're in that kind of a situation, it's always a, a really sweet uh, taste and a really sweet feeling to to uh, to to get back on track and get back on the winning streak. So that was uh, that was a really good game by the boys. They they worked hard. They deserve it. We I think we played really well during the weekend, and we had nothing to show for. So I think that was. Uh, that was a bounce back game who was important for us. Yeah, Bear, you know, watching the first couple of periods, you only had 11 shots after two periods of play. Yeah. How does that happen, Bear? <laughs> but we, we, uh, that's a little bit of one of our strengths and a, one of our weakness at the same time. We are not a, a volume uh, shot team. We're, we're not a team who will shoot from everywhere and drive for a rebound and stuff. We tried to, to go for quality. There's different philosophy in that, and there's it's not uh, once at all in the sense of 
sometimes uh, you uh, you want to be in a kind of a team who uh, takes volume against certain team, but we have a type of team who try more to be a possession team and hold on puck and do those kind of things. So uh, you can see it the way the way it fits you in the sense of uh, some night. You will wish we put more pucks in the net and stuff like that. But at the same time, some other nights it pay up for us. So you weren't really that upset after two periods. The Red Wings had 31 shots on goal, I believe, after two periods. So it really No, I was, I was not happy. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, I was not happy. But for us, it's rare we, we match our opponent in shot, even if we match them in ozone possession. We may have, the, like yesterday, we had way more ozone possession and ozone time than the Red Wings. Right. But they almost double the number of shots. I'm not saying we played better than them. I'm just saying sometimes the shots are one statistic. It's not everything in a sense no. that we had more possession, we had more shots from the slot, we had uh, we, we dominated, in the, or we had the, the upper end and a lot of good offensive stats, but the shots were in their favor. They got some rebound. They create good offense out of it. And I wish we would have been more stingy defensively. So it's, there's two ways to look at it. Defensively, I wish we would have been better. I was not happy about that. Offensively, I didn't have any problem with uh, the way we create offense yesterday. We, we, had, we, we generate some good offense. Talking to Coyotes head coach Andre Turney, uh, along those lines, the possession. I know three on three in overtime, you want to have the puck as much as you possibly can. And I know you guys didn't score in overtime, but did you like how much you had the puck and Detroit was chasing you around for those five minutes? Absolutely. Tough to not like it. I, I, I loved it. No doubt about it. I think we we uh, we were we had a good possession. We uh, we were as well uh, really aggressive to attack the net. We uh, we controlled the play, and it was same at the end of the third period. We had a few shifts where we had we were really good in possession, and we had a few good scoring chances. So, wish we'll have uh, finish up in the, in regulation, but at the same time, as long as we win the game, that's that's what's important. Bear, how do you think Connor Ingram played? Oh, he played really well, in my opinion. I think he was uh, he was really solid. Uh, you mean, he, you know, he he was assertive. Uh, I never felt he was in trouble, or I never felt uh, he was not in control in that game. So it was good to uh, to feel the the confidence from himself yesterday. I'm really happy about his game. Yeah, especially in the shootout, I, I loved it, man. For him, yeah. it felt felt good for him. But oh, what, yeah. what do you think his strengths are, Bear? As a goaltender, what are his strengths? He, he tracked the puck really well. He sees the puck really well, and uh, he, uh, he he moves well as well. He's not the the biggest goalie, but he takes a lot of space in the net. So uh, I really like what uh, what is his upside. And if you look at his last four starts for us, he was really good. So he he's been and, and it's you know when you're probably Iggy is the first time in his career he's a, he's a backup goalie always been a starter he's been really successful in junior really successful in the American Hockey League so the difference is when you're a starter you know you're going back next game or you you know you will have another game this week and if you have a bad game it's easy to bounce back from it when you're a backup and you play every second second week if you have a bad game you need to carry that that game for two weeks and now when you when you have another opportunity you're have the kind of mindset of I I need a good game here. Last game was no good, and my next game is probably in two weeks. I don't want to. I don't want to carry that on. So it's it's a kind of a 
bad stress. It's not a stress of the game. It's a stress of a situation. So uh, it's the first time for him he, he's going through that. And if you look around the league, there's a lot of backup goalie or veterans because they've been there, they're 30, 32. Mm. They, they, they've been through that already, and they know how to to deal with that situation. It's something you need to, to learn and live with. And Higgy's learning it right now. And he, he, he wants to show he has the potential to be a number one goalie. So he's still in that run and he's still in that mindset where he, he wants to make his, his, his place in the NHL for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. We're talking to Coyotes head coach Andre Tourney. Barry, you get the win last night. You guys have been playing good at home. I know there was that three-game stretch, but for the most part, playing really good at home. Alex Ovechkin coming to town tomorrow. Your guys seem to play better against these good teams. You've already beaten Washington once this year. What is it like coaching against a team with Ovechkin who might very well pass Wayne Gretzky by like next year the way he's going? Oh, he's really good. Obviously, that's a that's an easy statement. But he, you know, as, as much as we want to be careful and take care of him, at the same time, we need to make sure we're we're uh, we're not losing sight of how we have to play and who we are as a team and all those kind of things. So, uh, I think always he has obviously a shot, but as well, he's heavy in his battle. He can hit really hard. So we'll need to be on top of our game and really focus on, on our game to make sure we're ready to... to I, I don't want to say shut him down, but we need to limit him because at some point, those those good players, they will have a crack at it. They, they will they will make a play. They will have a crack at it. So we need to make sure uh, we're, uh, we're on top of our game for 60 minutes. Bear, specifically, what do you think you're going to have to do well to beat the Washington Capitals tomorrow night? <laughs> There, there, there's a few things. They're heavy, really heavy in their battle. You know, it's a kind of a team who don't give you an inch. They're, uh, they're really physical. They, uh, they, they play with that urgency. Since they had a slow start of the season, and I bet if you look in the last 30 game in the league, it's probably one of the best team in the league. So they're really heavy in their battle. They play it right away. They get on the four check, and we need to stay out of the box. Obviously, with Ovi, uh, if we take penalty, we he can can make us pay at any time. Bear, I've got like 20 more questions I want to ask you. We'll get to those next week, but good luck tomorrow <laughs> with uh, with Washington, all right? Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Have okay, a good Bear, one. Talk Sounds to you. Good. That's uh, Coyotes head coach Andre Turney. The Ovechkin stuff is crazy because he's was he 84 goals now behind Wayne Gretzky. You talk about records that you never thought no would way. fall. Like Joe DiMaggio's hitting streak. Um, Jerry Rice is like receiving yards. Wayne Gretzky goals, right? I mean, those are the ones where you're just like, those that, that record's not going to fall. It's going to fall. He's he's on pace for like 50 goals this year, 55 goals this year. Incredible. Never say never. I guess. The great one. Really? Although oh. nobody's, they're never catching him in assists. He's like a thousand ahead of the next closest guy, and that guy's retired. Uh, all right, pick your level of Metallica. Single day tickets from Metallica's M72 World Tour are on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. on LiveNation.com. Two nights, two different sets, no repeat weekends. Night one is with Pantera on September 1st. Wolf, you'd like that. Night two is with Five Finger Death Punch on September 3rd. Wolf, you'd like that. Yeah. State Farm Stadium uh, in early September. When we come back, good news for the Phoenix Suns. Cam Johnson is back. At as of tomorrow, and uh, you'll hear what he had to say after practice today. That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You've been listening to the Coyote Coaches Show with Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. 
if you wanted positive Suns news, today's your day. Yeah. Right? We started the show, Wolf. We're like, okay, man, I mean, obviously the Suns have a big game coming up tomorrow, but it's getting rough here at this point because what are you going to talk about? Jay Crowder not getting traded still? And, and Bickley Murata had Brian Windhorst on earlier today, and he said, look, he's going to get traded. Calmer times are coming yeah. for the Phoenix Suns. The Jay Crowder thing, it just feels like drama. And there is no drama on the Wolf and Luke show. No drama, please. Never? No. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> this seems like drama. Throughout the show sheet. Kind of like the Arizona Cardinals offseason, right? Last offseason yeah. was just filled with drama. Hit myself in the face with a pen when I was ripping this that piece of paper. This is a no drama zone. Ever since you said no drama, like I've become a mess over here. There's yeah, ink why? everywhere. Why is that? What, are you okay? Well, it, was, it just got dramatic. I don't know. Uh, so anyway, this was Brian Windhorst on Jay Crowder. It was right, only acting. Talking about Jay Crowder this morning. I wish that were true. No, he's going to get traded, guys. He's going to get traded. Um, uh, and, and I think even if Ishbia isn't 100% affirmed and approved, I think the Ishbia transition is already kind of starting happen. Um, it looks like he's going to complete the transaction. And the way that I know this is that Robert Sarver has allowed him to come in and meet with his people. And I think there's more meetings scheduled. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw him at a Suns game soon. And that doesn't happen unless they think the transaction is going to close. Hey, look, that's a big deal that Sarver is having Ishbia in. Now, I will say this if somebody was paying me four billion dollars for something i'd let him hang out yeah you four, would. four billion bucks yeah come yeah. in and watch tv or something yeah go ahead yeah you know you have to think about it right now um do you think matt ishbia is a jay crowder fan once again i go back to that i think he is i think he'd be a fan of the way he plays the way he plays we still don't totally know what happened behind the scenes <laughs> so anyway the whole point of that was that was where the conversation was with the Suns earlier today. It doesn't have, and, and that hasn't changed yet, but it doesn't have to be there now because Cam Johnson is back tomorrow. So there's no more, hey, when is this guy coming? We're, it's going to be put to the test right away, Wolf, what I've been saying of, I think, obviously, Devin Booker comes back, he helps the team win more. Yeah. Cam Johnson comes back, it helps Cam, and that might help the team win in the playoffs more got to get back in the playoffs but assuming they do that so we're going to see that because he's going to be the first one back tomorrow and he spoke after practice today said uh, yeah probably limited minutes in that first game back against brooklyn go out there and have fun um, do what i do um i feel really good about my knee my body and whole so i'm just gonna let it go and just have fun out there and, and try to contribute to a win um you know you watch so much you start picking up little things what the team's doing and and i'm just going to try to bring energy into those minutes that i play I think that's big. Like there, there is a fine line here, right? You can't look at Cam and say, "Okay, team's been struggling five and seventeen in their last twenty-two, two and twelve in their last 14. Cam, come in here and fix everything because that's not who he is. You can't even really say that to Devin Booker because so many guys are hurt. But Booker is going to take that upon himself, whether you tell him or not. You want Cam Johnson to just step in, like he said, have fun, be Cam, and start to build this back up. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's what you'd like to see. And somehow, some way, you'd like to see the Suns come together and respond to Cameron Johnson coming back, of course. And hopefully Chris Paul, killer, gave us a little tease right there. Said he was maybe, practicing at least. Maybe, yeah. who knows, maybe we'll see Chris Paul out there as well. And hopefully Devin Booker is going to be back out there soon. Get the starting five that started the season back out there. Um, 
Cam, of course, is a guy who's only played eight games. You were talking about this earlier, but it's so important, I think, for him that he just gets reps. It's just amazing. Jay Crowder seems to mess everything up for the Suns. Just messed everything up for the Phoenix Suns. We have no idea what happened, of course. Last year, we saw the meltdown. In the Mavericks series, we saw that. There were whispers going around as to what actually transpired. Then, of course, we all know about the offseason, and Jay Crowder's not welcome to come back and play. And then Cam Johnson, who was going to replace Jay Crowder in the starting lineup, Jay Crowder says, I didn't care going to the bench, right? That's what Jay Crowder was saying. I had no problem going to the bench. Cam played eight games, seven and a half games, as you said. And then all of a sudden, he was gone. For a long, long, long time, and he's now he's just coming. Jay Crowder seems to be right in the middle of everything that has beset the Phoenix well, Suns. Yeah, and if if you wanted to, if you wanted the impact of not having Jay Crowder minimized, the one guy that needed to play was Cam Johnson, right? The yes. second Cam Johnson goes down, it's like okay, we're paying Jay to not come back. Yeah, and the guy that we're like, okay, we're going to replace him. This is our guy. We're going with him, right? And he's not playing because he's hurt. Yeah. So then it's that much more glaring that Jay Crowder isn't there. And once again, I go back to what happened the season before. I go back to the Mavericks series where they look so disparate. The Suns suddenly are a completely different team. Why? And the whispers happened that maybe there was some type of confrontation, right? (laughs) Maybe there was something that went on. And it makes perfect sense to me, but I'm speculating. Therefore, I'm not going to bring it up again because I don't want to. Well, they need to get to the point where last season isn't part of the conversation. Remember Correct. Devin Booker saying earlier Correct. this year that one playoff series doesn't have to define us. I'm, I'm paraphrasing him a little bit, but th- that's basically what and he was that's saying. that's where I was going with this whole thing. Cam is coming back. Can we just move Jay Crowder? Can he, he just, I honestly do believe Jay Crowder is telling the truth when he says he's talked to everybody in there that he played with last year. I do believe that. And I do believe he is respected. Might might even be revered by those guys that played with him. All, right, so just, All I know is at some point in time, it's got to be a distraction to the Phoenix Suns. The Jay Crowder situation has got to be a distraction to the Suns. And if Jay Crowder was telling the truth when he said what he said just last week... I think we all got our answer on that. Well, so they say you're supposed to make like a to-do list if everything feels overwhelming, right? Okay, so here's the checklist for the Suns. Get Cam Johnson back. Okay. Check. Uh, get Chris Paul back. Doesn't seem like it's that far off. Yes. Get Devin Booker back. Okay. Um, get the ownership situation. Get Matt Ishbia in here. Get Matt in here. And get Jay Crowder out of here. Get Jay I like Jay, but obviously he's not, he's not sticking around. So he's, he's, he, he, right now it's like right now it's like a roommate that like all of a sudden things went south and they're like, okay, you got to move. And eight months later, he's like, I really am going to move, but I'm not moving yet. <laughs> so they got to figure. But that, I mean, that's five things. That's five things right there. If you could get those five things done, if those five things happened in the next three weeks, and as long no. as the Suns are still in striking distance of a playoff spot, wouldn't you suddenly feel a lot better about this team again? That doesn't even require a big trade. Yeah. So it's doable. Yeah, no, it, it is. You know, there are so many times, Basedonians, where, where I sit in the car, of course, and I'm getting out, and all of a sudden the breaking news sounder will hit or something like that, right, for Arizona sports. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, here's the breaking news sounder. And then you, you get back. <laughs> you don't go anywhere. And you know that, right? You listening out there, you know exactly what I'm talking You don't go anywhere when that happens, man. You get back in the car. And I, I just I want to hear the breaking news sounder where Jay Crowder is finally traded. 
gone. It'll probably be during the show. All that stuff always seems to happen during this show. Cam Johnson just came back I, during this the show. The distraction, it must be, in that locker room is monumental. All right, that's it for us today. Thanks to Aaron Maloney, Jesse Morrison behind the glass. Thanks to Max Starks for uh, for stopping by. For Wolf, I'm Luke. We've got Burns and Gambo next right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.